Talkin' 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 Tunes Hey, you're listening to Talking Tunes. My name is Vakle and I'm a music producer and the host of this podcast. It's a music podcast series where I invite artists in for a talk about their songwriting and production processes. Each episode is focused on one artist and one song of their choosing. And today I'm talking with Sine, Maria and Selina, otherwise known as Nelson Can. The song we're talking about is on their latest album and is called Downtown. They're gonna let us into the process of writing downtown, hand out some life advice and favorite amps and brands. Girls awesome. Music podcast. The podcast is part of Girls Are Awesome, which is a platform and brand dedicated to redefining female representation in the media. We work in a number of different ways to create more representation both offline and online, and we do our best to share stories of inspirational women. Our crew is a mix of guys and girls united around the idea that gender should never be a limitation. This is the second and last of two Roskilde Festival episode specials, and was recorded at Roskilde Festival in Denmark. Therefore, you'll get to experience or remember the vibe of being in a big field surrounded by people with absolutely no quiet places. Hope you enjoy the ambience and thank you for listening. First up, let's take a short listen to Downtown by Nelson Kahn. Sometimes I do it for the thrill of it. Sometimes I do it for I'm downtown, downtown, when I'm downtown, downtown. Hello, my name is Maria, I'm drummer in Nelson Can. And my name is Sina, and I am the bass player in Nelson Can. And my name is Selina, and I'm the singer in Nelson Keen. Right now, we're sitting in an in an old school bus shed, uh, covered in gold, huh. which is pretty rad. I uh, I am from the countryside of Denmark, and I remember these sheds were standing all over. Like you would drive out in the countryside, and then all of a sudden there'd be like a shed like this, uh, because back then there were buses going yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but you also had to like wait for a bus for some time. Hours. So having like a safe place to be yeah. is probably like it's a good memory of. I can also shit. I I will admit that I think that I have slept in one of these yeah. <laughs> uh, a few times as a drunk teenager. Yeah, kind of a good introduction to the <laughs> festival we're at because you played here yesterday. Can you just like? quickly tell something about your ex experience. We played the Avalon stage last night and for those people who don't know Roskilde Festival it's uh, it's like the third largest stage and I think it's a capacity of around 6,000 and all of those 6,000 came out <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was just uh, such a big experience I think the memory like what I the feeling I have right now is just uh, that there was so much love last night. I think that's the best way to describe it. It was it was just uh, overwhelming how well the 
audience uh, received us. Yes, it was overwhelming. Yeah, actually, I wrote down in my. I was just taking like a couple of notes during the concert yesterday, and I wrote down love from the audience. Oh. <laughs> it was really you could really feel the love. It was very. Um, yeah, it's just overwhelming. It's just very hard to describe that feeling because you don't really get that that often. So no. it's or maybe we never actually tried anything like this because it's just a very special audience at Oscula Festival. It's a very loyal audience having like faith in new music yeah. and going to support shows. It's just amazing. So. Yeah, and, and and they stay all the way through. It's I think. Um, I've been to many festivals where people just like they go in and they see a few songs and then they leave again. But it feels like on Roskilde that the people are here for the like the full experience. So they if like they go in to see an artist, they they stick around for the full show and get the full experience. And it's it's just the perfect kind of audience really to play in front of. The thrill. I uh, I read on Wikipedia that you used to have another band that was called. Nils Pedrosa, yeah. Yes. Can you maybe tell that story? We had another band when we were in high school. In a way, that was the band that started it all. Um, and some people think that, you know, we just changed the name of the band, but actually it was a completely different band. Um, but when we uh, chose the name for this band, we were highly inspired <laughs> by the name uh, of the first band. Because in English... Uh, well, in English, it's like a weird translation of the Danish name of the band. Um, and basically it means uh, Nils or Neil as a name uh, in a can, basically. And then it was just like Nelson Can. And the rest is history. So today we're going to talk about Downtown, mm -hmm. which was on your latest album release. Mm -hmm from 2017, right? Yes. Yeah. It's actually a song that we wrote in the studio. We were, I think we were, we were stuck in another song or something, and then we're just like, okay, just let's just take a five minute break. And then when you take a break as a musician, that means fooling around with your instruments and <laughs> making a lot of noise. <laughs> and, then, um, yeah. and we just started jamming, actually. And then it's... Yeah. I think it's like quite vivid for me because I remember we were not in a bad mood but we were very tired but you started playing something and it was like fuck this is really good this is like you just came up with this like out of nothing and then you just kept playing it and the good thing about being in the studio and like doing it like this is that you have the sound perfect in your ears wearing headphones so we could have like a talkback microphone so we could just talk to Maria like could you maybe play in on this it would be very cool kind of and you just had like a feeling with it and I had some lyric lying around that we tried out and we made, made the melody vocally just on top in the moment yeah and had like a verse and something was going on and it just felt right just to finish it that day and it was just perfect it's like that's like one of the best experiences in the studio I've ever had. I don't remember anything of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? What, <laughs> what the fuck? So when you record, do you go to the studio for like a week and then you do everything or do you do it slowly? I think right now we're still trying to work out the best ways to record. Um, 
because no, no matter how you put it, there's always going to be a lot of emotions involved, at least for us. And sometimes it's nice to be there for a week and have all the time in the world, or two weeks. And sometimes it's a nightmare because uh, emo like emotions run wild, and and you know sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. And then a week is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, sometimes we bring a finished song to the studio. Sometimes we come with a blank sheet and just like and just kind of. Then we just try out whatever yeah. um, works. And sometimes. That's not a good idea either, but you know, you yeah. just gotta keep 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 an open mind and try out different stuff and never don't don't ever fool yourself to believe that um, that you found the perfect recipe for music making because it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Also, it's like um, the cup, last couple of months we've been in and out of the studio, kind of doing like three or four days at a time, and the thing that's been really cool now is that we're kind of been collaging if you could say that Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, bringing perhaps Sina brings she has a verse and a chorus and a song she's been working on but there's just something missing she feels like maybe I just couldn't do anything more with this but I don't want it to die yes. so just <laughs> presenting it to the rest of us being like can we do anything with this and picking it up and just being like yes let's try this and then having those contrasts of um, actually we've been working on something now that Justina came in with an idea and I had an idea for another song but they kind of combined and now it's like one full song yeah and this is very interesting to have also play in a band where it's totally okay to bring your like your baby into the studio being like I have this we have to finish this together to make it the best song it can be so having that collaging uh, method has been quite fun, I think, trying out. It's like we haven't really done that before, so it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I think in that, that's something like doing, working that way with the music is something we kind of realized was a possibility when we made Downtown, actually. Mm -hmm. And so in many ways that song uh, opened a lot of doors for us creatively yeah and it, it, it definitely uh gave us some confidence and okay you know like we can do this <laughs> yay <laughs> when i'm down down i think we're very lucky that we have a producer who understands us and our music and is really good at um helping us work with the material we bring in to the studio and um, he also um, made us realize that we don't have to finish like, we don't have to finish a product before we could like bring it to the studio and it because that can also be a lot of pressure mm. um, yeah, yeah. It's very very time time consuming as well like having always having to think about the time and energy you put in you always feel if you put a lot of energy in something you want it to be like really good and it needs to go really fast because now it's done and we'll just go to the studio and record but it's never like that it isn't for us anyway it's better just to have those four days and you're like you can do whatever you want of course it costs money it's not free i mean it does take a little bit but it's it always kind of ends really well 
yeah. with something like it doesn't have to be the finished finished product but it's at least having the idea of a song that's like this is a song yeah so that's pretty awesome yeah and i also think that we reached a point where we'd rather make two really good songs that we had all the time in the world to work on than make 10 songs that were are kind of like me you know because um it's not about quantity it's about quality <laughs> <laughs> i'll quote you on that <laughs> um you can write it in my biography <laughs> so you started from the baseline and then added melody and yeah. lyrics yeah. can you just tell me what the lyrics is about um well i think from the standing point of the first draft of the lyric um, was more mm, fluent, but we kind of just we just had a feeling in the studio. I, I remember we talked about it being like this self-destructive lyric. Um, you know, sometimes you you do something and you know it's a bad idea. You know you're not supposed to do that. Like don't get drunk the night before, whatever. Or and then for some reason you do it anyway. Like. Every part of your brain is saying, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. You're going to hate yourself tomorrow. And then you just go out and do it anyway. Like, don't text that guy. Don't drink that drink. Don't, um, yeah. um, I don't know. And then you just do it. And then yeah. you're like, why? Why am I doing this to myself? And But then it's also like, sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go fuck it all up. And I don't care. <laughs> it is kind of summing pretty up pretty good up what's like um yeah because because it, it can also be like small things in your everyday life being okay this week i'm not gonna eat sugar <laughs> like it could be something very stupid or it could be something very very deep and important being like i really shouldn't be doing this but somehow it is helping me i know the consequence is gonna hit me tomorrow but right now i'm feeling i'm just feeling myself in in this moment of being self-destructive so yeah. yeah i think that's something all guests at rascal yeah. festival <laughs> can relate to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. um true. yeah don't go and drink for seven days straight oh wait no i'm gonna do it yeah I'm gonna do definitely it, yes. i'm not gonna get sick or anything i'll be fine i'm, I'm gonna feel great <laughs> next week yeah yes. definitely i have no money i don't care <laughs> rest of my summer is fucked <laughs> but i'm gonna do it um, I was thinking about the vocal as well. I think maybe it's because I used to sing in a choir and oh. the like the the breathing effects oh. are kind of for me. I feel they might almost be cheesy. Yeah. I'm not trying to diss the song. I'm just um, <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on like the breathing effects because I heard them through many of your songs because you start off the song doing. Which how you can hear your like the sound of your bre you breathing or so so it's not the sound it's the coming up it's to a line no it's or the sound oh okay well i think that sometimes um actually recording can be so much fun when you play with clichés yeah and just owning them so, of course, we actually had this talk. I don't know if you remember Maria, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but we kind of just thought this, this just feels right 
so many other bands has done this before, like having that. But I just thought about Fleetwood Mac, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> this is fucking cool." And it's like, like in the desert, kind of the feel is like, it's like, it's also like this voice inside of you being like, "Fuck, you're so stupid. Why are you doing this to yourself?" It's like, ah, oh, you know, like, so. Could also could also be this like sound of a when you're like stress smoking, yeah. like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, it's funny you say that because when you record vocals, some producers like silence the breathing, but especially in this song and actually in Miracle, um, there's uh, not heavy breathing, but you can hear me kind of getting ready to, for the next sentence, mm -hmm. and we decided to keep it in because it just. It just sounded natural. It's a very simplistic song as it's, well. It's so it's very kind like, of like it's very body. Yeah, like, this is like a body song. It, it comes out of anger and yeah. So yeah, yeah, cool. That's a nice. That's a um, nice thing. Yeah. So I was thinking because you play real instruments and stuff like that, and real, real drums. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you are in the studio, do you ever do like MIDI recordings, or do you ever? No, it's all. Um, we haven't we haven't done it before. We might. I mean, it's not because it's it hasn't been a choice like that, like something we did not want to do. It's just we haven't done it. But we might do it in the future because like everyone has to develop. I have, a, I have a side note for that. When we're working on songs, like individually, um, we work very different. Yeah. And um, Sina is the bass player and she probably works on the bass mostly. Um, and I, I like working in, in Logic and, and working with MIDI just because it's like a different way of collecting the sounds. Um, but no, we haven't recorded with it. That's, oh. that's true, we haven't done that. But it's a nice way to kind of get out of your comfort zone and just trying to explore different things another thing is that we actually recorded live so the songs you hear are is not like Maria playing the drums and then I come in later and add the bass we record it s simultaneously oh, that's cool uh, and it because it just does it gives it another vibe and I think it's something that we get a lot of positive response um, to on yeah. <laughs> uh, um, because it, it, I think it does somehow make the music come more alive in a way. Yeah. Uh, when it's not all gridded and like every beat is on the second and whatever. It's like sometimes, you know, it goes a little up and down in the tempo and it's, it's allowed to. It's like it's music, it's live. So it's a choice you made not to record to click tracks as well? Sometimes we might record it to a click. Uh, and sometimes we'll start a song with a click track and then at some point we'll like turn it off and then the song just develops from there. The thrill. Do you have any favorite instruments, effects, um, amps, anything? Um, I, have a, uh, an I have a lot of amps. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I spend all my money on gear, which is really stupid. but. <laughs> Because I have what I want, really. Because and the I have the perfect amp, and I'm I'm not a, I'm not shy to tell you, it's a PV Classic 30. Yeah. And it, uh, I think I've spent twice the value of the amp 
on repairing it. <laughs> um, and it, it really does keep breaking, but it just sounds amazing. When it works. Mm-hmm. When, it, when works. it works, it sounds really good. It's, yeah. You, yeah and, and then, you know, like, when you have an amp like that, you, just, you have to stick with it and love it. Right at the moment, I'm um, developing my uh, drum sound uh, with uh, more cymbals, bigger cymbals. And I'm also, I just added a second hi-hat, just um, because I can. <laughs> and it's just um, adding another layer to my, my drum, drum sound. Um, and I'm just, I'm all about the big cymbals and a big simple sound. Any favorite brands? Yes, should I plug a brand? I'm playing on uh, Istanbul Acop. That's uh, uh, really uh, like the two biggest brands like Sabian and Siljan. This is a little, little uh, smaller brand, but they make, uh, I think it's the Fine Makeup brand. It's the... Uh, no, <laughs> it's uh, the good drummers played. Cool. How about vocals? Do you don't use a lot of vocal effects, do you? Um, no, I have some. I have some pedals and gear for the vocals, but we don't. We haven't been using it that much in Elson Ken. Um, I fool around with other stuff as well, just having fun. But um, no, I don't have like a favorite microphone or. But um, I do. I do enjoy having a microphone with a cord. The, the what's it called wireless it's it's just I don't it just it just doesn't feel right I need the cord I need I need to be like hassling I need to be it has to be a hassle for me and I have to kind of I like carrying it around and being like woohoo like a lasso because <laughs> it's I don't know it's kind of like a control thing I think because when I jump into the crowd I can kind of surround them with my cable and they, they'll all be like, oh, no, don't, don't step on the cable and they'll just help me. But I'll be like, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> um, it's, it's like, it, it just feels more comfortable. So you're not like, oh, we do it old school, so because you're like recording everything together, which is pretty old school technique, right? Mm-hmm. But not just loving old school mics or old not school really amp I as well? I'm, I think maybe Noah Rosanas, our producer, is when we're recording, I guess he has like a, a favorite microphone or something, but, but yeah. I haven't, no. Do you want to say something? I want to say something. No, we're not like a... Uh, uh, doing the vintage uh, vibe, no. uh, I, not on our sound and not uh, in the studio. I think once we tried to record on a tape, that wasn't our cup of tea. It's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, and I think also like doing it a certain way, just to be doing it that way is silly. I mean, you just need to use your ears and, and find a sound that you like and if it's the old school way that's fine but what is old school I don't know 
And I heard, I was like, okay, Vincent uh, gear it sounds good, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I heard the Ravenets, they don't, they plug in the computer and record everything just in the computer and those give a fuck about vintage amps <laughs> and stuff like that. I was just like, and they have the best sound. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> just buy a plug-in. Yeah, precisely, buy a fucking plug-in. The thrill. Do you have any advice for people who want to play music? Just uh, don't be scared to fail. It's, uh, I mean, no one woke up one morning and just be- like out of the nowhere became a guitar hero or whatever. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't work that way. And just have fun, for God's sake, have fun. And I mean, play for play for your own sake, not for people to tell you that you're great. If I mean, they'll tell you eventually, but but do it for your own sake. Sure, sounds good. And when you play in a band, uh, be nice. Uh, be nice <laughs> first of all, uh, and and playing a band. I think the the band thing is. Um, um, Especially, I think for us three, really important. It's not uh, we're not hired guns in other bands, and we are like a band band musicians. We're not uh, a professional uh, dead inside uh, musicians who can like plug in and plug out of different constellations. They're not all dead inside. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But that uh, harsh. Uh, <laughs> if you music uh, get in a band is uh, nice and. Uh, I thought of something. Um, yeah, you said be nice, but not be too nice. Because uh, I've been in bands where people just like uh, we don't fight, but we're not like it's very mediocre. Uh, where's it's, the passion? Yeah, where's the passion? You have to uh, the really good bands. It's uh, uh, t- uh, uh, over the top or yeah. down in the basement uh, zero with feelings. 100. Yeah, zero or hundred. Yeah. Don't go fifty. Yeah. Okay, thank you for coming. And thank you for having us. Have a nice day. You too. Awesome. <laughs> Girls are awesome. Yes, we are. Sometimes I do it for the thrill of it Sometimes I do it for the thrill When I'm downtown Downtown When I'm downtown Don't think